your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is a question from Jillian. She says, my horse does not like to be tied. It doesn't matter where I tie him. He just seems to throw a fit no matter what. And it's really frustrating. What can I do to fix this? Uh, All right. So we actually just did a video about this the other day. But anyways, the, uh, you know, pawing while tied, a good way to think of it is kind of symptom of a cause or That's just one of the symptoms of the disease, and the disease is anxiety and lack of confidence. When you fix those things, you will see the symptoms melt away, and one of those symptoms is pawing. It can be in the trailer, tied to the tree, or, uh, you know, anything like that. And that can be, you know... They they can just meaning they're they're restless. A lot of times they'll paw during that. Uh, so just an overall uneasiness inside of the horse. So one of the things you can do to help turn that in the right direction is experiment with your feeding regimen. Uh, there's a saying: more hay, less grain. A lot of horses, uh, you could just take that approach with them and that would do a whole lot to help them. So they did a study a while back and it turns out like, I don't know, it was like 88%, some really high amount of domesticated horses are taking in more energy than they're able to put out on a daily basis. So basically we're all, you know, giving our kindergartners five cups of coffee and then sending them off to school, expecting them to sit down and focus is kind of what's going on in the horse world here lately, according to those statistics. Uh, so, you know, even if you don't uh, feed grain, you know, if you're feeding alfalfa, maybe try coastal or peanut hay or uh, see how, you know, see how little starches and sugars you can feed your horse and have him still maintain his weight. Uh, so that would be one big thing. Now the second big thing, and this is uh, this is just allowing the horse to get to practice it more. So, you know, even the ones that are really restless, if you tie them out underneath a tree limb for, let's say, three or four hours a day for a few weeks they will get to where they'll stand there relaxed. Uh, And people used to send me blown up barrel horses and race horses all the time. And uh, sure enough, after, after a while there was, there was this one to where the hole would be so deep after a couple sessions, I would have to use the tractor bucket to fill it back in. But a few weeks later, he would just stand there with his leg cocked and everything was good. So, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that too. You'll, you'll normally find that a horse that can't stand still to be tied can also not stand still to be mounted. So see, it's all an inner deal. It's just showing up when being tied or trying to get on, but, uh, these things can definitely help it. Let's see. Oh, so 
for tying out the horse, it's really good to just not have any metal hardware on your halter or lead rope. So like one of those rope halters to where it's a rope where it ties in the loop on the side of their face. And it's also where the lead line is just directly tied in. So that's the best thing to have. And when you do tie your horse out, especially if he has a tendency to pull back or anything like that, the best way to do it is to imagine imagine a, a tree limb or like a loop that you've hung down from another rope or something that's about level with the horse's ears or maybe a little bit higher. So the lead rope's going to come down. It's going to drape down from his chin with about a foot of slack in the curve of the loop there under his chin. And then it's going to go straight up to the tree limb or the the loop in the end of the rope, etc. So the point is, is that we're setting it up to where if he does pull on it, the pull force is going to be up above him and not out in front of him. So like the absolute worst way you could tie up a horse is tying the lead rope to the very bottom rail of a uh, of a fence or panel or something like that. So by tying the rope up above them, it makes it to where they can't really dig in very much with their front feet to get leverage. And it makes it way, way, way harder for them to hurt themselves or anything like that. So uh, that's probably one of the most important things. Now, other things you can do too, you know, and this goes back to the too much energy thing. The And it's it's been proven time and again, but the more we alter a horse's natural living arrangements, you know, how they were meant to live, the more side effects we're going to have. Like, for example, a horse that's stalled 12 hours a day, those are usually the ones that end up weaving and cribbing and things like that. So as much turnout time as possible, uh, try to feed them from a pail on the ground instead of a bucket hanging on the fence because uh, they are their jaw is made to wear their teeth at a certain angle. And that angle is made to be when their noses are on the ground eating. So if they're eating from an elevated head position, that's going to have their teeth wear in a unnatural way that can go up and lock the TMJ. And then it just goes on and on and on. So uh, as much turnout time as possible. And uh, you, you know, you generally when, when a horse is like that, now now we're going back into the kind of the treating the disease and not worrying about the symptoms but generally when a horse is like that he's also really inattentive during groundwork uh he is maybe kind of hot and goey sometimes or bolts or bucks or whatever so see all of these little things are just symptoms of a cause and they are all ingredients to all come together to just have an outcome of a horse that is kind of frustrating in and it can come out in all kind of ways it can be uh bucking rearing bolting not standing still to be tied not standing still to be mounted not letting uh not letting the fair uh, giving the farrier a hard time uh inattentive spookiness so it all goes back to the same thing but those are definitely some things that can help it 
Uh, all righty. Hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 